The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a psychologist, that's Steve, and a comedy writer, that's me, James Breakwell, try to solve your relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing tonight, Steve? I am doing well, although we just recorded our other podcast, so I'm feeling some resentment right now. But <laughs> there was a little bit of emotional actually, trauma tonight. If you haven't listened to this week's Wrong and Wrong, or you missed a good one, I suggest you go over there. Uh, but in the meantime... But uh, yes, I'm doing well. And we've had some great 10 minutes to save your marriage questions lately, so keep writing them in, people. These are fantastic. What do we have tonight, James? Uh, one of these nights, we're going to have to try to save our relationship to each other, but tonight we'll try to save somebody else's. <laughs> So here's the listener question this week. Uh, my question is about how to navigate past infractions in a relationship. I tend to be of the Hakuna Matata mindset. What's done is done. What's past is past. Nothing to do about it now. Move on with life and never ever think about it again. Okay, not the most well-adjusted, I admit. My partner is completely the opposite. In an argument, he'll bring up mistakes I made years ago. Mistakes I made when we were dating uh, that make me think, if he cared so much about that one thing then, why did he ever propose? Or old arguments that we've discussed and I had thought resolved since he said, I forgive you. He'll even bring up things that have nothing to do with me, things classmates, friends, or family did and said from college, high school, even grade school and earlier as explanations for his bad behavior. This, this is so wildly different from his regular carefree demeanor that I seriously thought uh, at first he was joking or when, he bring, uh, or when bringing up the past before me that he was fishing for compliments or words of affirmation. But the longer we are together and the more ammo he collects against me, the worse it has become. Is there ever a way to reconcile? All right, Steve, take it away. Mm. Mm. There is some arrested development. Can I ask you to read one little part again? Yeah, sure. Where the the sentence of uh, classmates and uh, people from the past that sort of uh, you put out your left blinker and turned right there. I didn't expect it, and so I was having trouble synthesizing. All right, he said. Uh, here, here's what uh, the the writer said. He'll even bring up things that have nothing to do with me. Things classmates, friends, or family did and said from college, high school, even grade school, and earlier as explanations for his bad behavior. So I'm guessing this is part of the key wow. to it all. <clears throat> Interesting strategy. So here's the deal. In intimate relationships, you've got a couple of things that are going on. One, you have to figure out how to balance power in a relationship because there's a constant kind of ebb and flow of who has power. And the other thing is you have to think, you, you, you have to work on how do I change my partner's behavior? Because for both of you, you're trying to kind of shape each other into the person that you like the best. And so uh, little infractions tend to sort of bump up against an electric fence and then they back up a little and then things are back on track, if you can follow my metaphor there. But it's interesting when somebody, when somebody says, I forgive you, and then brings them back in later arguments, that's a party foul in my mind. And that's 
a very young way to argue, to try to manipulate. It, it's, it sounds manipulative to me that you're trying to pull every arrow out of your quiver to shoot at your partner. And I think, why, why is your goal to hurt your partner? Like, why do you only feel more powerful in this relationship if your partner is diminished? Like, uh, I understand if your partner did something that you don't like and you're trying to change that behavior, but if all you're doing is trying to assert your power in the relationship, I think there's something off with the way that you interpret power, that there's something fundamentally damaged about self-esteem, that the only way you can feel greater is to make your partner feel more diminished. So I can tell couples, like, if there's an affair, or if there's like a huge breach and the partners decide to stay together, that uh, ask all the questions you want, answer the questions any way you want, but you, there's, a, there's a shot clock that's ticking down. And once this is put to bed, it will not be dredged up again because it just can't. You can't continuously for the next 30 years hammer your partner with this whenever it's convenient for you. And uh, it doesn't sound like any of the infractions, at least based on the tone of the email, were enormous. That they're just uh, little things that pop up and that get saved in that quiver and are arrows. That I don't like that. And uh, that I think we're going to have to work on the self-esteem and the understanding of intimacy of the person that's doing it. Now we've only got one side of the story, of course. And the other part, which is to justify bad behavior based upon everything that was going on in your past, to that I say, well, that's fine the first time it happens, but the 14th time it happens, now this is a choice that you're making. It's no longer an unconscious urge that you're just being sent into a direction because of your history anymore, because your partner has pointed it out, said it makes them upset, and they would like you to change. And uh, if it becomes a choice on your part, I would wonder again, what's in it for you to just keep justifying and not only justifying, James, but keep doing the bad behavior? And then again, I think that this is a little bit of narcissism on the part of the partner, at least if it's presented exactly the way that is laid out in the email. I find it uh, I find it interesting that this all came out so late. I mean, this isn't a new relationship. She talks about how he proposed and they're married. So this is something that came out relatively late. That you know, I, I wonder how they used to argue and fight before uh, they got to this point, or maybe they never did argue. Maybe maybe that he never brought up anything like that. But uh, it almost seems like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde that he's he's so laid back and carefree the rest of the time, and that's obviously the person she fell in love with. And then there's this other side that's so insecure to bring. Uh, to bring all of that up, uh, she the, the the letter writer she she actually reminds me a little bit about my wife. Um, the, there's the stereotype that that women are supposed to hold on to this anger forever, and that someday right, they'll bring right, up this right. minor fra infraction from ten years ago. And my wife had never done that. We dated for four years, and then we got married. She never once brought you brought up anything, and I I just kept waiting for it for this big you know cataclysmic fight. It never came, and I finally <laughs> realized that 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 that, that stereotype is just it, it's just that it's a stereotype. It doesn't mean anything. Um, the way me and my wife fight, like, not to say we don't fight, I get in trouble all the time. She gets very mad at me, but then it's like, it's over instantly. It happens, and it's over, and it's gone. And I find that I'm the person who might remember it for a few hours or a day or something, and I've had to learn that contrary to all the other wisdom, you need to talk this out, you need to bring it up, you need to resolve it. I finally accepted the fact that when we fight and it's over, it's just gone and it's done. And if I just get over it too, then we're perfectly happy. I mean, the way we argue kind of reminds me of the way siblings argue. Do you have any siblings, Steve? 
Yeah, yeah, I have a bunch. I have four. Okay, that's right. You do have a big family. But like, you know, when like brothers fight, like me and my brothers used to get in big fights and arguments about something, and 10 seconds afterwards, you don't remember what it's about, and it's never brought up again. And that's that's kind of the way my marriage works. And it kind of sounds like that's how uh, the, the question writer would like her marriage to work, too, that, you know, you, you argue about something and then it's done and it just goes away. Uh, and I don't I guess I don't know how to fix uh, her husband's self-esteem issues or his control issues or whatever else. I wonder, though, if she could if she could just articulate to that to him clearly that this is this is really something that's bothering her. that These old offenses are being brought up if, if addressing it head on would do anything or if there's too much underlying stuff there for that to fix anything. What are your thoughts? It doesn't sound like there's too much. Your initial question was, how could this have gone on for so long? And it's just coming to a head now. And it might be that this is a body of work that he has accrued and that she is now becoming more hip to. Because it used to be sort of a blip here and there and she being Hakuna Matata just kind of wrote it off. And now she's noticing a pattern emerging and it's becoming more disturbing because the pattern's not changing. And she may not know how to handle it. I always wonder about what is the upbringing of someone with a complete... Um, compartmentalization, meaning when it's done, it's put away, I lock the door, move on. Like, uh, but what? Ha how are those people programmed to be like that? Maybe she doesn't have the tools to know how to fix this. And he's just escalating because he doesn't get much of a rise out of her. Um, it could also be that because she's so laid back that to her, his behavior seems hyperbolic, but it might not really be because he might just sort of be arguing like guys argue, and to her, she doesn't know how to make this compute in her worldview. There's not enough information to know all of that, but it doesn't sound like this is gonna be the death of a relationship. If it does lay out exactly the way that she put it in the email, though, there's a lot of insecurity on his part, and I think that one thing I would work on with him is, one, understanding that she does have her limits, her being Hakuna Matata might make him feel like I have a blank check to do and oh. say whatever, and she'll never leave. And uh, the other is, it might be his self-esteem. That uh, Just to repeat again, he has to diminish her to feel like they're on a teeter-totter. We've talked about that before. He has to push her down to make himself feel elevated, rather than feel like I can lift her and the rising tide lifts all ships. Okay, so it sounds like uh, maybe not a marriage breaking issue, but something they definitely need to work on, especially, you know, if they, again, we only get one side, but if things are like she says they are, you know, he need, probably needs to work on himself first to, to make this all come together. Uh, all right, well, there you go. We've had a, another shot at a marriage, and I think we might have made things better, probably. I think I think odds, odds this time are that we made things better rather than worse. That doesn't always work out that way. <laughs> Any closing thoughts? We made ourselves feel better. <laughs> I feel better. I always feel no. better after we talk it out. <laughs> this is, uh, of all the questions we've had, I think this is a real issue that, this is what marriage therapists do and can fix because these don't fix themselves. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been brought to our attention, you or mine, that they would have just fixed it a long time ago mm -hmm. and just uh, kept right on rolling. So this is what we do. If you wanna know what we do, this is the kind of thing that will take five or six sessions with people and just teach them how to go through the mechanics of fighting and also sort of help them raise each other's self-esteem and lift each other in the marriage rather than have to feel like there's a winner and a loser. And I sure as heck ain't gonna lose whenever we argue. That's uh, that's a fun thing to teach people how to fight. I hope ninja stars are involved. That would, that would be my <laughs> ideal form of marriage counseling. <laughs> 
All right. Well, uh, I think we've addressed the question. So thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. Uh, if you have questions that you would like us to address, it doesn't have to be about a marriage. It can be about a uh, you know boyfriend-girlfriend situation, the platonic relationship, co-workers, whatever. Uh, send it in to me at jamesbreakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's Exploding Unicorn with the E. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll be happy to take a look at your question and address it on air. And uh, until we talk to you next time, that was uh, this was 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.